We're having a great time answering your questions about nature study. This week we're going to talk about preschool. What does nature study look like in the preschool years? And as always, we're going to bring our nature study go-to person, Karen Smith, in on this discussion. So let's get started. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Joining me today is Karen Smith, nature study go-to person. Thank you. Today, the question is all about preschool. And here's here is the question as it was submitted, so let me read that for you. What does nature or outdoor time look like in the early years before formal lessons begin at age six or seven, and specifically for children two and under? I've read Home Education, so I know what Charlotte says, but I'm wondering if SCM has any specific details or suggestions for families who come to Charlotte Mason very early. So, preschool years, what's that look like? Lots of outside time. Children love being outside. I know it's hard for moms sometimes because there's so much to do inside. Yeah, I gotta give laundry, I've gotta yeah. get all this stuff done. And the children are still young enough that you can't send them out on their own, they need supervision. And so you need to be purposeful in making some time that you can be outside and your child can be outside exploring nature, even in just in their own backyard or front yard or if you want to take them to a park. But that downtime is good for mom too. That's true. I can still remember the times when I had preschoolers sitting at the park watching them play or interacting with them. I mean, often we would be there together with our yes. preschoolers. I yes. remember that. We would take a picnic lunch, yes. and we'd spend all morning mm -hmm. and then have lunch and then go home and put them in bed, you know? So, yes, lots of time. Mm -hmm. That's so and, important. And I remember just being at home. I would just take a lawn chair and sit on the deck. We followed the shade. So in the morning, they would, they would go... Um, out front, so I could sit in the shade, and in the afternoons they would go out back. And I could sit there and I could watch them and interact with them from my chair, And but I could also um, observe some of the things with them too. So they had plenty of time to get out there and run around and experience being in nature, in out in the fresh air, surrounded by our grass, the few trees we have, any flowers we might have had planted, those sorts of things. There's always insects buzzing around and birds and squirrels, you know, going through the yard. So all of those things your child notices. And it's funny because when you talk about, I'm thinking, okay, the yard. Yeah, grass. Yeah, squirrels. Yeah, insects. Yeah, trees. It's like I've been seeing them for 50 plus years. What's the big deal? Well, they're all new to your child. Exactly. That's your what Charlotte said. Your child hasn't experienced those. Yeah. The feel of the grass on their bare feet, or even just observing the different blades of grass and how they grow. There are different types of grass. And many of us have more than one kind of grass growing in our lawns, and weeds, 
and all sorts of things. And those are all new to your child. And it's not like they're going to go out there and just sit in one place and stare at the grass. Some of them might for a little time. Yes. But they're also, the. I think the nature study in those early years is combined with the physical action and learning about gravity yes. and learning about momentum. I was just thinking momentum. that I fell down. <laughs> yeah, um, all kind and climbing and getting their muscles. You know, yes. learning about how their body works yes. too. I think it's combined, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes, and giving them plenty of time to explore and experience those things is what preschool nature study is all about. Everything is new to them. They don't have those experiences that you have, they're forming those now in those early years. And it's going to take a lot of time because you can't dictate when a squirrel is going to show up. Right. You can't dictate, you know, we have an appointment, we're going to be out there for right. these 15 minutes and the robin will appear during those 15 minutes. You, you can't do that. No, they don't do that. Now, you could go out and say, well, the flowers are blooming. They're not going to run away. Oh, thankfully, yes. <laughs> so, so you do have that. But many things in nature, you know, the wind that they might yes. have, you know, the wind through their hair or just on the face or you have to walk against. Sometimes you get those really strong winds and you have to walk against those. What does that feel like when you're walking into the wind or when you're walking the same direction that the wind is blowing? It's two different feelings. And your children are experiencing that, and they're learning about that. Now, you may say, oh, wind, I've got to walk against it. It's going to mess up my hair. But your yeah, child we're isn't going thinking back inside, that. kid. You know? Right, your child isn't <laughs> thinking that. So, and they need to experience those yes. things. So give them plenty of time to observe and experience and, and just to grow in those connections that they are making. As Charlotte said, never be within doors when you can be without, yes. rightly be without. Yes, yeah. and she lived where it rained a lot. Yeah, and it wasn't very warm. Right. It was, yeah, the, the weather was not real cooperative in England, so yes. good point. So one of the things that you can do that can make nature study a little bit more formal in those early years, we don't want lessons for the children for those preschool years, but if you find something that is interesting to you or you think might interest your child, feel free to draw your child's attention to that. Look at this acorn. I like the way the cap is on it. What do you like about it? Boom, that's it. That's it. So you you snuck a little tiny bit of vocabulary in there. Yes. That it's a cap. That's just what you call it, which is what you would do if you were talking about any other thing, you know, like the dog. You would talk about right. its he has a tail. tail. He has ears. Yeah, and an acorn has a cap. Yeah. So it's not, like you said, it's not a formal thing, but you can call things by their rightful names. Yes. And you, you only said one sentence about it. I said what, what I observed about it. Yeah, one thing you observed. And then I invited the child to tell me what he observes about it. And maybe he will, and maybe he won't. He might say the same thing that you just said, and that's okay. Because, remember, it's still new to him. Yes, and yes. He's making those connections, whether you see the evidence of that or not. He's internalizing that information. And it could be that he's not real interested in the acorn right now because he just noticed something else, you know, a ladybug on the grass down here. And that's fine, too. Let him go with the ladybug. The acorns will be there waiting for him when he's ready for them. So. So just gently 
mentioning what draws mm-hmm. your attention and inviting the child. I like that term, inviting. We're not requiring. Oh, no. Now not, you must give no. me an observation. We're just inviting it. Yes. In order to, what does that do? That um, helps them grow in their observation skills? Yes. It helps them to notice things. It helps them to think about them in different ways, mm. too. Oh, yeah, it's an acorn. But it has you know, parts to it. Maybe you're dealing with a five-year-old. I've seen that before, Mom. Mm-hmm. But if you can draw the attention to what do you notice about it, now they have to look more closely. So it's almost like what Charlotte was talking about, the mental gymnastics that you can do with different pieces of nature that yes. you can you can just point out one other thing, like let's look at the texture this time. Yes, or and that's a good look example. Look at the color this mm-hmm. time, or you know. So there are different aspects that you could draw out of the same object mm-hmm. over different days. And you can even ask your child, "What does this remind you of?" And it might be something that is not nature related, and that's okay because they're making that connection. When I see this certain thing, it reminds me of this. And I know that that I, I can name that thing because it reminds me of this other thing, and I've made that connection between those. That's my that's how I remember. So you're teaching what them how is. to make those associations mm-hmm. for themselves. It might yes. be totally different for you. Oh yes, because we're all individuals. Yes, but as as you said, also this is not structured. We must do this all the time until the child grows weary of it. No, let and so we go back to. Give your child plenty of time to explore an experience on his own. And you can draw gently his attention to things that you think he might be interested in or things that are new to you. But don't make it a big lesson. Just very gently do these things. Now, for the older kids, we have nature notebooks where they can record their observations. I'd like you to talk a little bit about what SCM has created to encourage younger ones and so that they feel like they have something special, like their older siblings, but that doesn't require as much as a nature notebook, all right? Yeah, tell about, I'll grab it, you tell about it. So we have a preschool subscription kit, comes out every month, and one of the elements in that is a nature hunt notebook. Now the child gets this notebook and then every month they get two nature stickers. I've got three here for an example. A tree, a squirrel, and a fish. Yes, so they get two every month and the the idea is that you help your child when, when your child's outside to look for those things, those stickers what came on the stickers. And when they find them, they can put them in their, in their notebook. Wherever they want to, if they want to tell you something about it or try and draw a picture, that's fine. You can write down what they say and record it in that notebook. And it's just a way for them to have a connection with nature and to give you as the mom something to look for if you really don't know what to do when your child's in nature. So it gives you a starting point. Yes. And I like, well, the inside of this book is just completely blank. It's just blank. Mm-hmm. Which is, so as you said, they can put their stickers anywhere they want to. And they don't have to 
tell you anything extra. No. As they get older, we've seen this with our grandkids. Yes. As they get older and are used to doing this, every month we're looking for these two nature things, they start noticing other things as well. And more things about what they're looking for. Yes, and mm -hmm. then mom writes down what they want to say about where they discovered it and what happened when they discovered yes. it and what they noticed about it and all of that, if they want to, but they don't have to. Another thing I love about this idea is they get two stickers and maybe one of those stickers, they're not going to see that month, like a rainbow. Right. I think one of the stickers mm -hmm. is a rainbow. They might not see it that month, but you know how kids will remember things that are important to them. And this will help teach them patience and delayed gratification Yes. in a very gentle way. And that every time we go out into nature, we don't always see what we were hoping to see. Yes. And that's an important lesson for mm -hmm. all of us to learn. And then when they do see it, the joy is just multiplied. And sometimes the connection is better because they've been waiting to see it. And so when they do, it, it makes an impression on them. Yes, yes. So I think this, um, our preschool life, nature hunt, we call it, because they're just hunting for these things in yes. nature. I think it helps the children open their eyes and notice what's around them intentionally. Yes. They do that anyway, but they, we don't always make that connection. So I think it's a good thing for parents and for the kids. Yes, yes, both. for both. Yes. So that's our preschool life. We'll leave a link in the show notes mm -hmm. for people who might want to learn more about that. Anything else you want to say to encourage parents in those early years with the little ones. I noticed a lot of what you said had the word time in it. Yes. Really relax. Your child has a lifetime to learn. Mm. Your child does not have to learn everything in those preschool years. Give them that growing time. Let them experience, let them make their own connections there's plenty of time for formal lessons. It's a good word. And when you said they make their own connections, that's going to vary even between siblings. Yes. I mean, you had four children in five years. Yes. So you had a lot of preschoolers all together. And I bet they each noticed something different. Yes. And some were more interested than others even in that younger age. Yes. Yeah. So you're going to see the child's personality coming through yes, as well. Very much so. That's great. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes about nature study Q&A that are coming up. If you're interested in learning more about our preschool life, the monthly subscription box, check the show notes for a link. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.